Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today? I am doing well, Kyle, and how are you? I'm doing great. That's great to hear. It's a great time of year. It is. Um, the games are over. We're meeting with some of our sports directors, which is fantastic because oh, they're awesome people. Them, yep. And we just get to hear how things went, the things that we need to work on, but sure. also the things that went really well. So it's, I'm doing great. Thanks. And it's great to hear the recaps from the different sports yeah. events. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So, Jeff, I have a question All right. for you. Well, it's really just a hype. Uh, Is it rhetorical? It's a rhetorical question. It's a question that the demanding and aging population wants to know, though. Oh, well, great, because I'm in that group. You are? Okay. Well, then you want to know the answer to this question. Yes, I do. Here, here's the question. Is it harder to lose weight as we age? Well, I already know the answer. To that. <laughs> There's no question there. Yes, it definitely is harder to lose weight as you get older. You know, we talk about this uh, at the office a little bit, and um, I'm like just right on the edge of that where you're, I'm you're like on, realizing what cusp, everybody yeah. has been telling me for the last 10 years is mm-hmm. true. Yep. And uh, I'm starting to feel a frustration from that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, but, it, but here's the sad, sad news. And this is sad news. According to the U S news and world report, research does show that many people gain weight as they age from young adulthood into the middle age between the ages of 29 and 39. Women typically tend to gain around seven pounds and men put on an additional 15 pounds. Well, I'm an overachiever then. Here, are you? <laughs> I'm a definitely overachiever. So that is, uh, that is statistically accurate. That's according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Mm-hmm. So that's bad enough. But here's the, here's the worst news. Here's the sad news. Okay. Losing weight in your 30s and 40s is more difficult than it was when you're young. Dang it. That's, it's just true. It's, it's been proven to be true. But that's my life. I'm living that. I already knew so that. You already knew that. Yes. So anyway, they found that it's tougher for men and women to drop pounds as they transition from young adulthood to middle age. Um, and it's, 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 it's easier to shed it when you're younger than it is when you're older. Uh, there's two factors that are stacked against you. And here, okay. here's the problem. There's a biological factor or biological factors, issues, and then lifestyle choices that we right. have to contend with. So right. number one, Beginning in your 30s, you lose muscle mass every decade. That's just the way that it is. Research yep. has shown that. That muscle mass that you're losing tends to be replaced with fat. Yeah, your body thinks, hey, there's something, there's a space I need to fill it. <laughs> I got to fill it up. We can't have up. a vacuum here, right? Yep. So this happens even if you exercise regularly. Yes, it does. That's, that's the sad part. So since muscle uses more calories than fat, less muscle mass and more fat slows down your metabolism which means that you need fewer calories, but most of us don't lower our calorie intake. It's a vicious cycle. It is. It's, it's like a this vicious cycle. <laughs> sad cycle that just seems to not have an end. On top of that, Jeff, women and men face biological challenges to losing weight in their middle age years. Yes. Because of changing hormones and a loss of estrogen, women typically gain 15 pounds around the time of menopause. This is according to Dr. Catherine Bowling, a primary care physician with Mercy Medical Center in Baltimore. Women going through menopause tend to gain weight around their stomach, Bowling says. Men going through middle age face a different issue. That's the loss of testosterone, which causes the diminution of muscle mass, which goes back to what we just said. That muscle mass Mm -hmm. is replaced with fat, and you start that cycle. I call it menopause. Menopause, right? So those are some of the biological problems. In addition to that, there are several lifestyle issues that can be factors that lead to weight gain in the 30s and 40s. Many people become parents, 
during that phase in their life and they're yep. less physically active because of their family responsibilities. That's just the way that it is. Yep. Their careers become demanding at that time as well, causing people to become more sedentary when they than when they were young. And as we age, maybe we get a desk job and we have a family, our free and leisure time gets decreased as well. But here's the good news, Jeff. Oh, there's all, good news. I'm glad to hear that. I was getting depressed. Lost, okay. There's some things that we can do in these decades that can help us fight that battle. Okay. You ready? One of them better not be eat less because I don't want to do okay. that. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, but that's going to be one of them. So here we go. Here's some things that we can do in our 30s, 40s, and 50s. Okay. Number one, learn to cook and plan your meals. Okay. If we can cut out the fast food and learn how to cook healthy meals and plan in advance so that we don't just drop off and stop by that greasy fast food place, yep. that's going to make a big difference. That can go a long way. So making food for more than one day, you can refrigerate that food, then you'll have healthy meals on hand, prepared, and you can avoid the last minute fast food run. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another one. We talk about this one a lot on the show, but do weight-bearing exercises. So lifting mm-hmm. weights helps you maintain muscle mass, which becomes increasingly important as you move from young adulthood into middle age. Oh, yeah. We've talked a lot, as I said, about resistance training and all the mm-hmm. many, many benefits. Maintaining your muscle mass helps you burn more calories. Maintaining your muscle mass also helps cut down the chances of sustaining injuries as you age. Right, right. Uh, the last thing that they recommend that you do in those 30s, 40s, and 50s is to monitor your calories. You can probably get away without counting your calories too much in your 20s, but by the time you're in your 30s and 40s, it's time to kind of track that. Yeah. And uh, you can do that really easily. Uh, lots of food, lots of uh, food labels have those calories uh, listed on there, and there are plenty of free apps like MyFitnessPal that can help you keep track of your daily calorie intake as well. In your 60s and 70s and beyond, there's a few things that you can do as well. Okay, now ready for those? My, we're getting to my, my okay. generation now, yeah. So here's what here's what happens. Oftentimes when you get into those age groups, a lot of times people like to eat out, mm-hmm. and uh, that's okay, but one of the things that they recommend that you do is you split your entree portions at the restaurant. So if you go out with a spouse or a friend or a significant other, Go ahead and cut that in half and just share that meal. Not only will you save some money. Yeah, not fun. <laughs> <laughs> not fun, huh? Well, listen, restaurant portions tend to be really big. Well, yeah, it depends. The more expensive the restaurant, the smaller the portion. So that is true. So that is if true. If you go to a high-end restaurant, you probably want to see your all. But if you go to a regular one, you probably can split it. Another idea that they have is to don't dine out when you're too hungry. So before you go out to eat, grab an apple and eat it on the way there. That'll help you that maintain good. that portion yep. control. Another thing that they recommend is to remain active. Yeah. So as people move beyond their middle ages into later years, many men and women have to contend with chronic health issues such as diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, depression. There's a lot of things going on in those later years. But in that phase of life, you may not be able to maintain the same level of physical activity, but maintain some level of physical activity. It'll go a long, long way in helping you stay strong and uh, keep those extra pounds from creeping on. Well, I think that the athletes of the Hunts World Senior Games have got that part down because there are a lot of them that are in great shape. Well, that's what I was just going to say. The last thing that I would recommend is to compete in the Huntsman World Senior Games. And that sounds a little self-serving, but really, if you look at it, and if you do the games right, if you do right, them the right, right. way, uh, it takes care of your social needs as well as your fitness needs, and then you just got to focus on eating right, and you can uh, fight that battle. That's so right. something to consider. You bet. So uh, on March 1st, hit the SeniorGames.net website and register for the sport of your choice. We have over 30 sports to choose from, and uh, you can help fight that the battle of the bulge as we age. That's right. So today's guests, Jeff, 
Two of our favorites. Yes, they are. Really, two of our favorites. Two of our own. We have Michelle Graves, who is the Director of Sponsor Relations at the Huntsman World Senior Games. Michelle is joining us. Uh, Michelle has worked her entire career in the wellness industry. Um, On top of that, she's a pretty impressive master's athlete herself. She runs and rides a significant number of miles each week, more than anybody that I know personally. Well, it's all relative. I know a lot of people that do a lot more, but thank you, Kyle. Hi. Of course, there are people who do more, but there's way more people who do less than there are who do more. So that's awesome. Well, I have to fight everything that you're talking about. You know, I'm right at that age. So good advice. You and I have had these conversations several times because we're about the same age and we're just entering that phase where it's like we've always been pretty active and kind of been able to maintain without a ton of maintenance. Right. And then all of a sudden you wake up and there's like back fat on you. Like how does that happen? (laughs) I know. I know. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Our our other guest today is Karen Foss. Karen has been an athlete, an ambassador, an advocate for the Huntsman World Senior Games for much longer than any of us have been involved in the game. She's also served as a sports director. She's done almost everything that's possible to do at the Huntsman World Senior Games. Karen Foss, thanks for joining us today. Hey, hi, Kyle. I'm happy to be here. So um, we want to talk a little bit about the games themselves and also a program that we have that's called our Ambassador Program. Uh, Michelle, like uh, like all of us at the games, wears a number of hats. So her main role is to help with the fundraising uh, aspect of the games, but she also runs the Ambassador Program and has invited Karen, who has been a tremendous ambassador for years and years to the games uh, to help to join us today and talk about that. So Michelle, let's start with you a little bit. Tell us a little bit about what the ambassador program is and what it means to the Huntsman World Senior Games. Well, I, th- I think that it's something that's always existed, but when I came on, we I felt like we kind of fine-tuned it a little bit. And what we realized or what we hoped for was that every one of our athletes could be exactly like Karen. <laughs> And that is, you know, just have this energy and this enthusiasm for the games and then share it with others. And when we started talking to athletes, we found out that they really do that. And we we knew that they did because um, really our rate of return is them bringing their friends. And so we just created um, or fine-tuned this packet that we'd like to give to them that um, just gives them tips and ideas and then... Um, gives them materials that they can pass out to their communities, they can hang posters, they can write press releases, and that really just helps us spread the word. And we found, um, and it's reiterated to me every year when we have these little meet and greet ambassador parties during the game, that really we couldn't hire a better staff. And, you know, here they are out there just advocating um, and just talking to their friends about something they love. And it's the best kind of marketing. And we're so grateful for them. We really really think of every athlete as an ambassador and we want them all to, you know, uh, use us as a resource to get the materials they need to help uh, perpetuate the games forward. Spread the word. Move. Spread the yeah. word, right? Yeah, it's a movement. You're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with Michelle Graves, the Director of Sponsor Relations at the Huntsman World Senior Games, as well as Karen Foss, who is a longtime athlete, supporter, advocate, ambassador of the Huntsman <laughs> World Senior Games. Karen, you've been involved in what we've called the Ambassador Program really from the beginning. From and the you, very beginning, You yes. ran that program for a number of years I yourself, did. and were able to reach out to a wide variety of people both as ambassadors as well as just as a, a recruiter, um, an advocate again for the games. 
Talk a little bit about those early years and how you've really seen the games grow from infancy to what it is now. Pretty close. This was and, my 26th year. And you've been a part of that all along. And you don't gain any more weight after 75. <laughs> That's wink, when it stops, wink. huh? Yeah. yeah. No, it's a struggle forever. So I have something to look forward to? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You have to, I think you have to look at the games yourselves in terms of the motivation for people to talk about it to be proud of the games. And you can tell the pride because they wear their shirts. They buy yeah. things from the shop that have the logo on it. And it's because they experienced something that really resonated in their lives. And if you look, I haven't looked in a long time at your demographics, but I'm assuming you still have over 70% return rate of athletes coming back to the games. We actually have an 80% return rate, which is pretty incredible. That's wonderful. And they're coming back because it's meaningful in their lives. And And I think that, I think that not to cut you off, Karen, but I think that 80% return rate is important because it tells us that yes, people are having a great time, that it's a program that's worth being part of, that they want to be a part of, and they want to come back year after year and be a part of it. But they are also bringing people with them because we have 20% brand new first year athletes that have never experienced it before that get that opportunity to experience and then become those advocates. Absolutely. And you have to see the benefit of that in that those individuals that are coming back more than likely are trying to stay healthy and prepared throughout the year so they can be the best themselves at the game that they can be, whether they're a ranked novice who have few skills, <laughs> or we do have individuals that have competed in the Olympics joining us for the games. So we have extraordinary individuals that have a ray of hope because of the games to give them the incentive to continue to exercise. Well, and that's what I was alluding to earlier when I said, if you do the games right, you know, if you anticipate participating in the games and you spend the year preparing for that and getting ready for that, we like to consider ourselves, you know, the greatest sporting event in the world and the biggest sporting event in the world for athletes age 50. But more than that, like Michelle said, it, we, it's a movement, you know, it's, it's a movement. We also consider ourselves a worldwide leader in active aging and getting out and being active in the sport of your choice helps push that, that movement forward. But it also on an individual basis makes such a big difference in people's lives. Well, it's even more critical. I would say for the next well, it's 19 years, 18 years, that individuals, uh, the baby boomers, right. are turning 65 uh, each day. Yeah. <laughs> so if we look, that started in 2011. So if you take that rate, those individuals right now looking at today are, are 46 years old. So you still have a huge group of 10,000 people a day turning of age to qualify the game for the games or think about their lifestyle because they impact community they impact the health system and the impact that dramatic growth in senior services that have been occurring. And so that's a huge responsibility socially for us to think about ways to get people involved and staying healthy. And they can do that as ambassadors by going out into their communities. One of, one of my concerns is that we're not focusing on the local park and recreation departments that have recreation programs for seniors. Right. Too many of them still are on the social model. Well, they really have to get into physical recreation for the older folks, and they then, too, will be on top of the cutting edge of services required in communities today. And, and that, that is so crucial and so vital, I think, to the vibrancy of any community anywhere across the nation, even across the world. And I think, as you said, it's, it's 
in most cases, probably sadly underserved. There are communities that have embraced it, that, that do really well at it. Um, I think that the community of St. George has some, some bright things and some positive things. Uh, but around the nation, if you look at that trend, um, it's always trending younger. It's trending towards youth, which is great. Um, you know, none of us are advocating that we eliminate any youth programs, but just incorporate some senior programming as well that can allow people. Yeah. They have senior recreation centers. But it's on sure. a socialization model, bingo, dance. Checkers, those kinds uh, of things. You know, some horseshoes, which is fine. Yeah. But uh, we have softball and table tennis and volleyball and sports well, and running, track and field. Track and field. A- amen. So if they can get an idea of how their people can benefit from that. And that's part of the education system, connecting with the colleges and their schools of leisure studies and getting them to embrace the reality that they need to include physical recreation in their curriculum. I love it. I love it. And even if your community has yet to embrace that, the thing that I love about the games is that it does provide that internal motivation or that incentive to to get up in the morning and get ready to compete in October. And you can do that whether there's officially sanctioned programming for you or if you have to go it on your own there are opportunities if you look to get out there and do that and uh and again i love being a part of that motivation so you've been involved in the games for a very long time like you said this year was your 26th year yes so you've seen the games grow you've met a lot of people i have share a, a memory or two from the earlier days of the games that stands out to you that exemplifies what this event is all about oh golly you know just a lot of enthusiasm and excitement a smaller group of people Um, the ambassadors themselves it was a small group it was designed to have a representative from the different countries right and they were supposed to do outreach within their countries and then we had different people from the united states a lot of them from utah because they were the ones that helped get the game started in the first place yeah and so we would have training sessions at those those um, meetings and stuff. The enthusiasm was more about getting together and talking about the games and about their lives and about their families. And as the games grew, it wasn't really, it really wasn't effective. We realized that every person that's in the games truly is an ambassador. And many of those are even more excited and doing more than those may be designated ambassadors themselves. So I think the model that Michelle has been working with has been uh, a wonderful transition from our small intimate years to then how do you handle then the involvement of 11,000 people? Karen, I just have a quick question for you. How did you connect with the game? What was your first connection with the games? How did you find out about the games back in the day? I came visiting St. George when I was 49. Okay. And the games were were going on. You were poised. I was poised and I saw it. it. And I've always (laughs) been an athlete, always loved sports. And when I saw it, and I went down to the office, and I wasn't old enough, and so then finally I was old enough. Right. And then I, you know, it was just from that moment. My first experience hooked me. It was a great experience. You know, I won my first medal. I was just, you know, it was just really exciting to have at my age that kind of opportunity because there was nothing like that in recreation. And I was in the recreation business. I mean, I was started out in recreation before I got into public administration. And so uh, it, it was uh, a real op- eye-opener for me in terms of opportunities for olders. I've, I've found that there are kind of two kinds of people. There's, there's the kind of person like you were 
who is so excited once you find out about the senior games to become a part of it and you see the immediate value oh, yeah. and again every aspect of it the social aspect of it the physical fitness aspect of it the overall health and wellness they you see that and you embrace it and you're so excited about it and in your case couldn't even wait one more year until you could get involved we meet people like that all the time then there's the other side that's like oh i'm i'm not a senior i don't want to be considered a senior and uh, we hope that that we can be a part of changing that concept and that idea and see the really the intrinsic and in some ways, overwhelming value of being a part of this program starting at age 50. I hope we can. I'm sorry. I just one more thought. I hope we can find a way for those seniors that are 60, 65 right now because they weren't involved in sports when they were younger. Yeah. To their largest extent. Now they have so many more opportunities with health clubs and things, so they know the value. But if we can start reaching that group, I mean, 10,000 a day is a lot of folks turning 65. And here's a great opportunity to uh, push yourself and and be the person that you want to be. Absolutely. Michelle, you were going to say something. Well, I was just going to say, you know, if we look back on history, like we've taken a little look back with you today, Karen, I think one of the important aspects that you brought up was that back then you had these subsets of people that really helped propel the games forward. And I'd like to think that we still have that today, you know, because we break athletes into age groups and because we have the ambassador program and we have, you know, other awards and opportunities which honor athletes at different stages in their lives. I think it brings a big community together, but it also um, puts people in subsets where they can feel a small, close-knit community when they come here. And I think both aspects are really important. I think we've done a nice job as we've grown to still make it feel intimate, um, like you were mentioning. I'd like to give a quick shout-out. Cal Dilworth was one of the first ambassadors. So Cal is is a longtime athlete at the Games, Um, just an incredible friend of the Games, personal friend for each of us that are on the staff. We all knew Cal. Uh, come, came from the Detroit area in Michigan. He passed away earlier, I guess last week is when he passed, and we'll certainly miss him. But he was a tremendous ambassador, not only of the games, which he was an ambassador extraordinaire of the games, but really an advocate for active aging. And, you know, you talked about local uh, rec departments and, and some of those efforts that really need to happen. Cal Dilworth revolutionized and pioneered that in his area and and consequently made an impact in so many, many people's lives. Absolutely. One of the things that we talk about at the Huntsman World Senior Games, and and it might sound a little funny, but it's something that we take very seriously and we do not take lightly at all, and that is that we are honored to make people's obituary. And um, it just, it, 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 it makes us feel so honored to have been that important in someone's life that we would be mentioned at, at that, you know, that, at that juncture. So I'm going to make note of that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's about all the time that we have to visit uh, with you two ladies today, but thank you so much for joining us, Karen. Thanks for being a part of the games. Thanks for joining us today, Michelle. Thank you as well for all that you do. Uh, What, what an incredible advocate that you are for the games as well. Jeff, we're just uh, about a week out from Thanksgiving, as you know. Yes, we are. And uh, right around Thanksgiving, or right after Thanksgiving, we have Christmas. That's the that's the usual calendar. And then we have the Spinners Film Festival, of course, which is a private thing that only, <laughs> only special people can go to. But yes, it's there. And then and then New Year's, right? Yes, yes. So like the holiday season is really here. It's upon us. It is upon us. And so looking forward, as we've just done, and in counting down the the uh, holidays that are on their way, I want to encourage you 
to mark your calendar for some important upcoming dates. And you can even do it electronically. You don't have to do it in pencil and paper. Either way. Either yes. way works. But number one, January 1st is team registration for the Huntsman World Senior Games. If you participate or compete in softball, volleyball, basketball, soccer, any of those team sports, you'll want to get your team registered and reserve your spot on January 1st because our teams fill up quickly. They do. On March 1st, mark your calendar for that. That is when our athlete registration opens. And you'll want to jump on that as well because we have a number of sports that fill up very quickly as well. Right. The dates for the 2019 Huntsman World Senior Games will take place October 7th through the 19th. I know that feels like it's a ways off that we just barely finished it. It'll be here tomorrow. But it will be here before you know it. So uh, plan to be a part of the Huntsman World Senior Games. Be a part of that movement, a part of that health and wellness initiative. Remember also to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. You can also subscribe to our podcast pretty much anywhere that podcasts are found. Once you've subscribed, give us a rating and write a quick review. It really helps us to spread the word. And tell your friends. And tell your friends. Yeah, just let them know. You can also find this and previous shows right on our website at SeniorGames.net. So check it out. Jeff, our inspirational thought for the day comes from author and motivational speaker, Baylor Barbie. He says, and I love this, when my body gets tired, my mind says, this is where winners are made. When my mind gets tired, my heart tells me, this is where champions are made. Wow. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone.